0: Friendshipping is proud to partner with Multitude for some sweet ads. This episode is sponsored by Shaker & Spoon, a subscription cocktail service that helps you learn how to make handcrafted cocktails right at home. Every box comes with enough ingredients to make three different cocktail recipes developed by world-class mixologists. All you need to do is buy one bottle of that month's Spirit, and you have all you need to make 12 drinks at home. At just $40 to $50 per month, plus the cost of the bottle, this is a super cost-effective way to enjoy craft cocktails, and you can skip or cancel at any time. Invite some friends over, class up your nightcaps, or be the best house guest of all time with your Shaker and Spoon box. Get $20 off your first box at shakerandspoon.com friendshipping.
1: Sounds like a great deal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jen. And I'm Trin.
0: This, this is, is Friendshipping! Shipping! And the theme this week is... Not sharing every detail of your life with your friends. Or, on the other hand, not pushing your friends into awkward conversations.
1: Just be nice to each other, guys. Jesus! Friendship between humans has many benefits. But sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Jen! This question is about a person who realized that she is bisexual, and she's kind of going through all of her memories and integrating this information into how she processes, like, the the interactions with her friends she's had over the years. And, oh, I'm excited to answer it! Can't
0: wait! Oh, yeah. Yeah, when we opened the stock, the first thing Trin typed was, in all caps,
1: oh, dang! It's like, I be did because <laughs> <laughs> I just felt dang because it's like I'm, one, excited to talk about queerness because, of course, I am. But also, like, you know, I in general, I would love it if, you know, no I would love it if no gay people had problems ever again. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome.
0: That would solve so many. That would be awesome, wouldn't it?
1: I'd be into that. And by gay, obviously, I mean the umbrella term. So all of you, ace, arrow, bi, pan, uh, no problems for you ever again, <laughs> Jen. How are you doing? Oh, I'm
0: good. Um, I'm a little sore today, and I'm not sore from the vaccine, although I did get my second dose. Yay! Woo-hoo! And I'm not sore from working out. I am sore from something far more embarrassing, which is I planted a rose bush yesterday. That's in my, not embarrassing. And well, here's here's why it's embarrassing. I got I can't wait. a Uh, I bought a rose bush from the garden store across the street. So I lugged it home and it's like maybe one and a half, two feet tall. And I asked the person working there, I was like, hey, what's the best way to plant this? And she said, like, dig a hole six inches in the ground and six inches in either direction. And I was like, cool, I can do that. I can do that all day. I'll do it in my sleep. Um, But (laughs) that's easy. That's easy to do if you have the proper tools, which I did not. I didn't have gloves, first of all, so I still have oh. dirt on, on my hands like a day and a half later. Like it's not going anywhere. I'm gonna need you know, I think I'm just permanently dirty now. Um but oh, I only genuine, had frankly. I I know. I only had a hand shovel. So like um you know, like a little hand like, you know, you, you put it in one hand. I didn't have like a shovel that like you know, you know, you're picturing a shovel and now picture one that's only six inches in size. I had that that
1: one. <laughs> so like so. something a child would take to the beach. <laughs> Exactly
0: exactly. um so it took a while. it was uh, my it made my lower back hurt. Mavi the dog is like stuck her head in the hole and was like, what are you doing <laughs> but she's she's planted. I'm a little worse for the wear, but um I hope I hope she's happy there. It rained very early this morning and I was examining my plants to see how they were reacting um they didn't they didn't react visibly, but I'm sure they're very pleased. <laughs>
1: I think if you if you got real, real close to them and you put your ear next to them, it would be like, yay! <laughs> I love water! <laughs> Did I ever tell you that that's what Connell does when I take care of my plants? <laughs> <I'll> be, <laughs> Thanks, am like, like, well, So, God, I, I, when I take care of my plants. So before I say this, I have to preface this with I have way fewer plants right now. I'm going to just tell the sad story yeah, of my plants real quick. Yeah, tell the story. Uh, cause, cause the, and it'll lead into cute stories, but so as you all know, I've moved to Texas. I'm here now. I'm recording uh, from, from a Texas closet. It's my clothes closet. It's um, far larger than my other closet because it is true. Things are definitely bigger in Texas, and it is, it is a thing, <laughs> um, including my closet. Um, but something that wasn't as big as it needed to be. Uh, so the morning that we were supposed to drive to Texas, because we sent all of our stuff in a big moving truck, and we planned because we've got one real, real old cat and one super anxious cat. And then all my plants that I love. So we were like, okay, let's rent a van. Let's put the cats, the plants, and just everything we would need for the week in there because it takes like a week, week and a half for, for the moving truck to get to the house. So let's, let's do that. And the morning that we were to leave, uh, the rental car company called me and said that not only did they not have a van, but the only thing they had to offer me was a uh, Dodge Durango that has a third of the cargo capacity that we asked for. And uh, it sucked. I called every car rental company that I could think of, uh, and the problem was that they didn't want to give me a van for me to drop off in Dallas. I wasn't going to drive the car back to fucking Chicago, you know? Right. Um. So, th- so they really screwed me over. And uh, and fortunately, I have wonderful, wonderful, wonderful friends. And my buddy Savannah, who just happens to live close to me and happened to be available, um, like at you know 1 p.m., which was hours after we wanted to leave because we were trying so hard to smash things into this car. I had to give away all, but it's either four or five of my plants. I continually forget because I just don't want to think about it that hard. Which, to, To put this in perspective, I had started giving away my plants about six months before the move. And before I started doing that, I had 104 plants. And it's kind of a bummer. But, uh, and, but I had time to grieve. I, I put a, all my plants around me in my office, my old office room in, in my old apartment, and I cried and I took pictures of them. And, uh, and honestly, I, I, I finally kind of feel better about it. And I keep on remembering that, you know, they wouldn't have all made it. You know, they wouldn't have all been happy in Texas. Like, that, that is true. Yeah, that's true. They will all be happy <laughs> with Savannah and Subi and, and Carlin and my friends in, in Chicago And also, now I've got more time to grow broccoli because I am gearing up to grow some freaking broccoli. Tell you what, can't wait. So when I had a bunch of plants uh, and I would take care of them, Connell, my partner, would always like do the voices of my plants because I would talk to my plants. I'd be like, hey, plants, how are you doing? And Connell would be like... We're doing good. A little thirsty though. I hope you got some water for us. And then I pour <laughs> the water on. And then Colin be like, "Oh, thank you so much, Trin. I feel great." And it's just, and he gave them all like different personalities and stuff. Oh and my
0: god, you two! You two be, should just uh-oh. get married. Just get married already. <laughs> oh wait,
1: I think you have been. You're married. We you did. Marry. And then we moved across the country together, and it is—it's been an adventure, Jen. It's been an adventure. And I'm not going to tell everybody everything about Texas, but I will tell them about the picture that I just sent you. Um, oh, my God. Yeah.
0: It kind of defies. It's, you're going to have to be very descriptive.
1: I'm going to do my best. So on our block, there's lots of like basic white people shit. Don't get me wrong. But on our block, there is a pickup truck that was clearly tiled by hand, like tiny, glossy, ceramic mosaic tiles cover the entire thing from like top to bottom everything but the wheels and then there's also two human skulls mounted on the top and it's very Mad Max Glitter Road and Ooh. I need to find this person and bake, make them my friend. But it's like, awesome. that is just- It's
0: truly amazing like different like tiles that you would find in like a fancy restaurant bathroom but instead all over this truck. It's like really lovely. I don't think there's like a, an inch of it that's not cu- that doesn't have a tile on it. It's really amazing.
1: Like it really speaks to me as somebody who like, so um, I have this casserole dish um, that we bought secondhand in Chicago just because we were like, when are we going to make casseroles? Uh, so, so we had this casserole dish and we broke it in the move, but I kept it because I was like, oh, this is a memory of Chicago. I'm going to chop it up a little bit more and then I'm going to use it in the bottom of a terrarium and that'll be like a little memory. Yeah. And I was like, I I think I vibe with this tiled yes. truck person, you know, like, like if I found a bunch of tile, you know, I'd take it home and put it on fucking something. I don't know what, my oven? Yeah, absolutely. You see
0: something and you find a use for it. Yep. That's totally what you do, and I love that.
1: Accessorizing always finds a way. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Whose turn is it to read? I don't know, but I want to read this one. Okay, you should okay. do it.
0: Do it, do it, do it.
1: Thank you, my love. Here we go. <laughs> Dear Jen and Trin, Over the last few years, I've realized that I am a bisexual woman. Hell yeah! I added that. I can now see that I had romantic feelings for a few of my very close female friends in the past, though currently I view them in a purely platonic light. I have managed to come out to my partner and a few other friends, but I'm torn about whether or not I should do the same with the friends I used to have feelings for. I am intensely afraid that they will suspect that I used to have crushes on them, which makes me feel ashamed and uncomfortable. I've been with the same partner, who is a cis male, for 10 years, so part of me wonders if I even need to come out while another part wants to cultivate openness and honesty with my close friends by revealing my truth. Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Pronoun: she, her... First off, it's time to party. Okay, you're by. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Woo!
0: Congrats. Congrats. Hooray. We're celebrating. You found out information about yourself. That's awesome. And I'm so glad to hear, we'll unpack this, but I'm so glad to hear that you already have people in your life that are celebrating and and supportive of you because that's what you deserve.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And this is, it's a journey. You know, as you said to yourself, like it's been after the last few years, you came to this conclusion. And that is true for so many people because we are taught, humans in general, and I think maybe especially our culture, we are taught that queerness is a thing that happens to other people. There's the gay friend. There's the side character who's bisexual. You know, like it doesn't happen to to me. I'm normal. You know, like like that's that's what we're taught. And so because of that, it can take us a really long time to say, oh, wait, being gay is a normal, perfectly normal thing. Being bisexual is I, I even suspect that many mo- people are maybe most people are bisexual, you know, like we, it takes a long time to equate that with quote unquote normality. Like, like it's not something wrong with you. You know, it's not like an, like an extra quirk or something like that or a character trait that, again, a secondary character in the story gets. It can happen to the main character. You're the main character and you're by and your book rules and I'm going to buy it. <laughs> oh, love it. We had our
0: party. Now it's time to get down to business, right? I'll kick it off by saying it would be strange to say the least if they, in that moment, were like, oh my God, did you have a do you have a crush on me, or did you ever ever crush on me? That would be so inappropriate. It would be them centering themselves uh, in, the sto- in the story. That it would be really selfish, weird, uncool. And I want to know, asker. I want you to ask yourself this. I do you think they're going to say that? Do you think they're going to do that? Or like, where is this fear coming from? Which, by the way, um, fear totally legit. You use the phrase ashamed and uncomfortable in here, and that breaks my heart a little maybe more than a little. I want to know what you think your friends are going to do realistically.
1: There's a lot in here. So do you feel ashamed and uncomfortable about other crushes you've had in the past? Crushes on men, crushes on your current partner? You probably don't. And that's because society fucking sucks. (laughs) It's nothing wrong with you. I think it's important as you start integrating this information into your memories, because you're going to look back and you're going to be like, oh man, well, I say you are, but again, I'm always using myself as an example. I, when I looked back on my memories, when I realized I was bisexual, it was like, oh, that weird kind of like feisty friendship I had back in grade school. Oh shit. I think we had crushes on each other. That'll happen. It's not just like your are friends right now. This is a piece of information about you. And I don't want you to feel ashamed and uncomfortable about those crushes, about the crushes on people you know, because no crush is shameful. It's just a thought, just a thought, just a thought, just a thought. Just like we were talking about last time. These are not thought crimes. It is okay to have had like some sexual or romantic feelings about any of your friends. And I would imagine that your crushes are not limited to your female friends. I imagine that you probably were friends with men at some point that you also had a crush on. And I can also understand why this might make you feel uncomfortable, because you may be equating this with the concept of who's to say how common this truly is. But there are people and, you know, we, we usually think of cis men when we think of this, who will become friends with a person, typically a cis woman, in order to become close to them because they have romantic feelings for them, because they have sexual feelings for them and not because they see them as a person that they want to be friends with. That is a shameful crush. That is an uncomfortable crush. That's not what's happening here. You had people in your life. Your friends are hot. It's okay. Okay? My friends are also hot and it's fine. <laughs> like your the crushes you had in the past don't matter and in fact they matter about as much as any crushes any crushes you might have now. You've been in a relationship for 10 years. I imagine you've found people attractive from time to time and it didn't matter because you love this one person, and you decided that that's how things are going to go for you. And that continues to be how things are now. Let's not even think about your friend's reactions yet. Let's think about how you feel about these crushes. Because they're not shameful. They're not uncomfortable. They're not bad or evil. They're just human. And it's going to take a little time for you to recognize that and to really believe that that's not a bad thing. Because oh my God, you've got society shouting at you from every angle being like, it sucks. You're bad in a slut or something. And even if you were a slut, you know what? High five to you, bisexual slut. We love them too. Um, but like, you're fine. <laughs> like, like again, like nothing you've done is, is wrong. And I agree with you so much, Jen. If... You came out to somebody, and they decided to be so self-centered that the first thing they thought was, "How does this impact me?" (laughs) You know, like that's that is so shitty. What a shitty piece of information to find out about a person, you know?
0: Right. Useful though, useful to find out about that person. If you have a friend that does that, they are absolutely treating you like a side character, like they are the protagonist in everyone's life. And I really hope your friends won't do that because that is a crap. That's crappy. Maybe they will quietly a couple days later wonder like, oh, I wonder if uh, this asker ever had a crush on me. Hmm, Interesting. And then they think that and they move the fuck on and maybe feel a little flattered because you're a cool person and crushes are flattering. Uh, And then they forget it because uh, adults can handle moments like this. And certainly true friends can. What is the worst thing that could happen if one of your friends was like, oh, I wonder if they had a crush on me. Eh, Whatever. As long as they don't bring it up, pressure you. I think it's okay. But man, I can't say enough that it would be very unsupportive and uncool if they did bring this up to you and started prying. Like, did you ever have a crush on me? Do you have a crush on me now? Especially because you have a long-term partner. (laughs) That's pretty disrespectful. Yeah.
1: Like, if a man were to come up to you now and not knowing that you're bisexual and being like, did you have a crush on me? Like, that would be so rude. And it would be equally as rude for a, a woman or a non-binary person to do that to you now. It's kind of like, it, it's just, it is beyond bonkers rude to do that. And we'll talk about scripts for just because we know that you're right now thinking about the worst case scenario. Jen and I both truly believe that the worst case scenario is not going to happen. We do not think someone is going to sit you down and grill you about this. But you know what? We will talk about productive things that you can say if that ever happens. But let's talk about the other factors that might be factoring in. I guess that's what factors do, you know. Um, (laughs) So let's consider that maybe you were friends with these people back in the aughts when it was cool for straight women to kiss each other at parties because Katy Perry. And maybe there were little moments of like, oh, you're so hot and, you know, I do this to women that I don't have feelings for all the time. I do this to my uh, non-binary friends that I don't have feelings for all the time. I don't typically do it to men. but, But like in the queer community in general, like we just kind of like tell each other we're hot and it's fine. I remember when I came out trying to figure out exactly how to speak to my women friends Because, again, I was worried that I'd be indicating I had a crush on them. Because being affectionate, I was like, oh no, am I being too affectionate? Oh, uh, 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 I figured out for myself where that line was. And also, it's like this weird trope meme in TV to have the bi or queer-seeming, at least, bisexual cis white woman uh, attracted to everyone around her. Like, let's talk about this. Let's talk about uh, The Good Place. Uh, Eleanor constantly making jokes about how hot uh, Tahani is, the woman in Ted Lasso who's kind of like Pot Spice, Tiny Tina from Borderlands, um, even Leslie Nope and Anne were constantly talking about uh, each other like that. And, and this is a trope and a meme because it's the only queerness that straight people can handle because there are no stakes. We know that these people will never hook up. They're just here to make sexy jokes. And objectifying women is totally acceptable. We're cool with that, you know? And, and let me be very clear. There are parts of this trope that make me very happy. I, will, I love seeing bisexual women and, and other uh, genders on TV. I love seeing that happen. So you are surrounded by these images of these kind of hyper flirty women. And I think that might be impacting the way that you see yourself. And you don't have to be hyper-flirty. And you can be a little flirty. You could be hyper-flirty if you want. I just want you to be aware of the way we depict queerness and bisexuality, especially in women. And I want you to be aware that that is affecting you. Seeing that constantly is affecting the way that you see yourself in your relationships. If you were friends with these friends when these tropes and memes have been popular, which is right now, and so you've been flirty with these friends, you're right. That does... Add a little wrinkle, and that is in your past now. But you get to figure out how you work in the future.
0: Trin, I really like the advice you're giving about know where you're getting your influence and your information from. Just be more aware of it because you will happen across people not even just in media, in real life, that are openly queer, that are quietly queer, that are medium queer, and all shades of that are acceptable, okay? Like, you don't, like, one of the questions in here was, um, part of me wonders if I even need to come out, while another part wants to cultivate openness and honesty with my close friends. Oh, I
1: do want to talk about that. Yeah,
0: let's get into it.
1: The way that I think about my gender and sexual identity is I think about it as a little gift that I give to people that I love. And obviously, I have lots of like, I'm have like, i super bisexual. I have shirts that say it, okay? So some, some days I'm just feeling like I, I am queer and I'm out or whatever. But it's a piece of information that I get to choose to give people or not if I want. And that is true. That is true for you. But I want you to consider more why you don't want to come out to these close friends of yours. Because you said they're close friends. You can't control their reaction. You can't control how they're going to respond. And they may not have super great thoughts right away. Sometimes it takes a minute for people to really come up with the right response, but you're not responsible for that. What you are responsible for is being as open and honest with your friends as you wish to be. It's up to you to decide if you trust these friends enough to talk to them about it. Because I think that's ultimately what this is about. Do you trust them to love you? And I think that you can, but you would know better. I don't want you to not come out because of this crush situation. That would be a shame because crushes are just so inconsequential and they, they come and they go. And again, it would be so self-centered and selfish and, and rude and cruel of a person to say immediately, oh, does that mean that they were in love with me at some point? That's ridiculous. You know, I just don't want the crush thing to hold you back. And I want it to be more, let's think about the trust we have between us,
0: you know? And after you, if you do decide to come out and share this information, don't feel like you have to open yourself up to like a question and answer session. Right. <laughs> right. Like you opening up about your sexuality is not should not give people license to start poking around and start asking questions that they wouldn't ask a straight person. Okay? Like it's just as rude.
1: So let's say that this goes poorly to some degree, okay? And and it might, you know, it might and and it wouldn't be the end of the world because there are ways to navigate this. But I also I, again, I just feel like in general, people don't want to be total fucking assholes. So my hope is that this won't happen at all.
0: Yeah, that's true. These are your friends, you know, they don't want to be assholes, but they also probably don't want to say the wrong thing.
1: <laughs> I'm going to talk a little bit about how I came out. Yeah. So I'm going to talk a little bit about how I came out, which was haphazard at best. Um, (laughs) I came out to my best friend who was not my partner then, but then ended up becoming my partner. So so kind of similar in that you came out to your long term partner and I came out to new friends first, which sounds kind of like what you did, too, because it was just kind of like, okay, you're getting to know me. Here's another new piece of information about this new friend that you have. So that was that was a little easier. And then with my old friends, I was just like fuck it. Facebook status <laughs> update. <laughs> you know, I was like into men and women and whoever, you know. It was ki- that kind of thing. And for me, it was just easier to just kind of give out a blanket statement to everybody who gives a shit, and you can do that with that information, do whatever you want with it. And then it would come up occasionally in conversation and it still does actually come up in conversation. I'll be like, oh, oh, I'm bi. Did you know that? And, and it becomes easier. I say it becomes easier over time, but I imagine this is, there are individual differences. So I'm gonna say anecdotally for myself, it has become easier over time. I think simply based on the fact that I care less about this piece of information. I am personally less uncomfortable and, and ashamed about this piece of information than I ever have been. And like there are family members, like distant cousins and stuff who like I haven't like come out to, uh, who I don't give a shit about. (laughs) Like there's a lot of stuff about me that they don't know, you know, (laughs) so like so I don't really care. And I don't think I I never formally came out to my parents because I don't care. And with my brother, literally it was, you know, I'm bisexual, right? And he was like, yeah, yeah, I do. And so that's how this is going to go for you, I think, is that. Piece by piece, you will give the information to the people that you want to give it to. And maybe one day you will buy a t shirt that says, I'm bi and I don't give a shit, or I'm bisexual <laughs> and I still don't. I, my favorite bi shirt is, I'm bisexual and I'm still not attracted to you. Like, oh, it's maybe, so good. <laughs> perhaps one day you will do this. Perhaps one day you will fly a, a bi flag in your and your home as I have. Um, But you don't have to, you know, and it will be a process just as it has been a journey of years for you to figure out that you're bisexual at all. I think you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself (laughs) right now. Yeah. Yeah. You're putting
0: a lot of pressure on yourself to like do this quote correctly or to do it in such a way that doesn't inspire your friends to say something shitty. Just like you said earlier, Trent, that's not your that's not your job or responsibility your only job or responsibility here is taking care of yourself. <laughs> and maybe um, arm yourself with a couple of scripts in case this does go weird or badly. If someone does ask you, like, did you ever have crush on me? I mean, you could laugh it off because that's absurd. Um, or you could also say, like, you know, that's pretty disrespectful because I have a partner and I'm coming out. It's not about you. Um, right? you, could also, you could also say, are you asking because you want to run away together? Do you do you wanna do you wanna go to Vermont? Do you wanna make a life with me in Vermont where we can we can um what's it called when you get syrup from trees?
1: Tapping. tap in
0: the tree? Are, yeah, do you, you wanna, wanna tap tap some, some maple trees? Wanna tap some maple trees with me? Tap Is that the what's mapes. happening?
1: And then they'll be like, Oh no, 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 I'm not gay. I was just I was just wondering. And then I would say this is not productive, and it makes me uncomfortable that this is the first place you'd go after I made the really difficult <laughs> personal decision to come out to you, you fucking asshole. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, and you don't have to be so feisty about it. I, like Again, like the way that Jen started, like, hey, you know, that's a little disrespectful because I'm coming out to you, you know I have a partner. You can start there, but it can go to... Oh, my God. Really? Like, I I decided to share this with you and you chose to go here with it. OK, well, I'm going to go to the other side of the room now and you're going to go out my front door. <laughs> you know, like you are getting put into friendship time
0: out to think about what you just said.
1: Oh, Jen, I like that so much, because here's the thing, like. As we say on the show, we cannot expect all of our friends to be perfectly reasonable and good all of the time. And there's a chance that they will fuck this up on some level. And you can say, you know what? That really hit me wrong. And I am going to put you in a timeout for now. I need to process what you just said (laughs) to me. And you can even say, and I think what I need right now is an apology. Uh, And if you can't give that to me, then uh, we'll talk another time. You know, like, like there, are, there are different ways to handle this. And also like, fuck man, you're smart and you're, you're an adult and you've done such difficult things in your life. This is yet another difficult thing on the plate. And when you do this difficult thing, you will either become so much closer to this person or you will learn a piece of information about them that will make you want to be not close to them. Because here's the truth. If you weren't bisexual, you wouldn't want to be friends with somebody who's biphobic, homophobic, gayphobic. you wouldn't want that anyway
0: so so win win yeah you're going to get useful information back <laughs> you're going you're going to learn about people
1: yeah, this is just it, your friends asking about the crush is an awkward situation that absolutely does not need to happen, and it would be a selfish, weird in the moment decision for them to do that and I think you shut it down. And I don't think that there's even I I was just thinking to myself, is there a scenario in which like one would want to own up to the crush? And you know what? Maybe one day you'll be having some brewskis around a bonfire and it'll be late at night. And you'll like be like, oh, yeah. Oh, no, I thought you were hot. Oh, yeah. Like maybe that'll happen, you know, but not today. Not fucking today.
0: Not today. Not today. Not while you're using words like shame and uncomfortable in this question to us. Okay right now you need support and you need love and you don't need you don't need people
1: prying jen i love like you need support and love because that's the thing if anybody is offering you anything other than support and love if they are questioning you or debating you or being like but you've been with a man for 10 years (laughs) right just say okay sweetie um you need to do some googling and then we will continue this conversation another time. <laughs>
0: yep, I'm going to need you to Google. Uh, you're going to have to do a little basic math here and understand yeah. why why I might why I might be with a man. Yeah, what that means and what that and what the definition of bisexuality means. You're going to go do that, and then maybe we'll talk in like a week when you figured that one out.
1: <laughs> man, that's so funny because that's literally. I remember Jen and I once we gave a talk and meetup. And it was one of the first times I'd said in front of a big group of people that um, I'm a non-binary woman. And I didn't know, I, I was like, I'm a non-binary woman. And if you don't know what that is, please feel free to Google it. <laughs> yeah, it's of awesome. It kind of just fell out of me because I was like, I said it and I was like, you know what? There are enough people here that a lot of people here might not know what's going on. And I was like, I'm going to address it one time and now you have that information and you get to go and do what you want with it, you know? But that's really what's happening here is that you are giving them the information and then they choose what to do with it. And they may make a bad choice, um, but they love you. They're your friends. And if they fuck up, which they could, that's also something that can be solved. You know, people make bad choices and have bad opinions all the time. I know I used to have very bad opinions. I may have some bad opinions still that I have yet to uncover. And people can change. So I guess that's my conclusion here, is that even if it goes truly poorly, it can, your friendship can still be salvaged. It's not the it's not the end of the world. People can have bad, shitty opinions and then get rid of them. Yeah, and then
0: learn how to unlearn them because they love you, okay? And that, that work isn't on you. That work
1: is on them. So we talked earlier about the whole Katy Perry kissing women thing, and I... I suspect that that might be part of this that you all compliment each other all the time and like maybe you change in front of each other or like maybe right. you've smooched you know um I want you to keep in mind that your coming out might help your friends know that they too are bisexual. It's really Oh, yes. It's not that uncommon. It's really So that's the thing is like the thing that people don't know. I, okay, let me rephrase that. The it's thing is it's,
0: it's it's contagious, <laughs> just like the Republicans always taught us.
1: If you, if I breathe too close to a straight person, they start fantasizing about somebody of their own gender, like right away. <laughs> Usually it's somebody that has their same name. No, okay. <laughs> but, but like that's the thing is bisexuality is so common because it's not a one or the other thing. The way that bisexuality works is you could be attracted to the opposite, quote unquote, gender 80% of the time. And then 20% of the time you are hella into your own gender or non-binary people or like uh, assorted other genders, you know, that's still bi. You're still bi, dude, you know, that's really
0: good trend. Yeah. People imagine bisexuality has to be this perfect 50 50 split, which like doesn't actually makes sense. It's also not how gender works. Yes. Um, Yeah. But that's totally. Yeah, that's such a good point.
1: Yeah. Like when if any. Okay, listen, people, I know that this is going to make you uncomfortable, you straights. But listen up. If you've ever (laughs) said out loud, oh, I'm like 10 percent gay or something like that. You're bi. That's what that's what you are. That's that's the actual definition of it, because and this is why. I trust heterosexuals when they say they've never been attracted to somebody of their gender. And I trust homosexuals who tell me that they've only been attracted to people of their own gender. I trust them. I believe them because that's what they're telling me. That's what they're saying out loud. And based on those definitions, everybody else in between is bi, baby. Welcome to the club. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome. Welcome. We've got snacks. We do, and they're really good snacks. And also, like, okay, we've been saying bisexual a lot, and I want to be clear that when we say it, there's a little plus sign right next to that bisexual, okay? Because there's also pansexual. And the definition of these two terms are, like, they they, they cross over, convoluted, people choose what they want. Um, I, I think that I actually fit the definition of pansexual more than I fit bisexual. But I choose bi because it's what I'm used to. I like the flag way better. Uh, And and, uh, and for whatever reason, pansexual to me sounds like I'm—and I know this is not the definition of pansexual. Pan sounds like I'm attracted to everybody in the whole planet. Just in the same way that some people might see the word bisexual and think I'm attracted to just men and women. Right. Um, and neither of those things are true. So there's no perfect word. So you do get to choose how you identify yourself. But I want to be clear that this episode, uh, we want this to be inclusive to uh, bisexuals, pansexuals who are attracted to non-binary people as well, because there is an entire spectrum of gender. And and it's it's a difficult thing to put into words. But uh, yeah, I feel, have I covered it?
0: Yes. Yeah, that was great. Very important disclaimer. Thanks for adding that. Our in conclusion is we really like you and we wish you the best. And give us an update if you don't mind. I'm, I'm really curious how this goes. And if it doesn't go well, I'm very sorry about that. But you're still going to be A-OK.
1: This has been Friendshipping uh, with Jen and Trin. Jen can be found at JenDangerous, two Ns on Twitter. Trin can be found at TrinAntonic, one N on Twitter. And if you'd like to follow our podcast, you can at Do Friendship. Uh, we are on Twitch and Twitter at Do Friendship. We don't Twitch as much as we tweet, but we do tweet, not as much as we <laughs> we twot. Toot, 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 toot. I don't know where that was going. <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> thank you, Ian, for editing. Um, I'm saying that before we even do the rest of it, just because, again, this is another wacky, wacky episode that Ian has to deal with. Um, thank you, our editor, Ian. Uh, If you'd like to send us a question, you can do that two different ways. One, you can email us, friendshippingpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can go to our website, which is friendshippingpodcast.com. And then there's a little tab up in the top says, get in touch. You can give us a fake name. Faker the better. Actually, in fact, I, I request personally, I want to see some real fake names. Like, I want to see some uh, questions coming from, I don't know, who's famous these days? Meghan Markle? Um, who's a famous person? Just like and David Duchovny. That was Michael just the next Jordan, Michael Jordan, My, Michael B. Jordan, even. Oh, Ooh. right. He's so Any of the Michael Jordans. Talented. Right? <laughs> Get any of the attractive and talented Michael Jordans you can think of, send us a question. Uh, no big deal. Uh, and yeah, all right, let's go go to the thank yous. I'm just going to go ahead and thank Ian again, because we do. Thank you, Ian, so much. Thank you, Monica Verma, our agent. Thank you, Molly Lewis, for the creation and singing of our theme song. Thank you, Lauren Gallagher, for the design assets that remain on our website to this day and our color scheme. You really... Knocked it out of the park, uh, and thank you, audience, for putting up with us all these years and for listening. And uh,
0: thank you for talking. Wait, I said it wrong. Fuck.
1: No, Fuck. thank you, Jen. Though, no, really, Jen, Jen, listen. Mm. Thank you for talking. Oh, you're welcome for listening. <laughs> friendship had the Wait, was that when we went in Australia? Did you puke?
0: I did not, I was the only one on that boat not to puke. Do you remember that trend? That was wild. I do. Because
1: yeah. I puked. Yeah. I puked a little. It was more like I spat up, you know? Oh, <laughs> like a baby.